up fanatics welcome back to another episode where sports and comedy meet hopefully not in tragedy we have sitting with us today friend of the show aaron weaver how are you doing aaron i'm great i'm great thanks for having me aaron is great twice look at him have you showered today you look dirty aaron you look like linus from peanuts Linus from Peanuts. Which one is the one with the with the pig pen? Pig pen. You look like pig pen. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, Linus, Linus is a homosexual one. Linus, right? Linus works a little because Linus always has his blanket. Oh, Linus so is the one with the he blanket. Could, he could have just rolled out of bed. So that, right. that work that metaphor kind of works a little bit with. Uh, and a lot of ingenuity in that. Yeah, man. A lot of ingenuity. It's not even two o'clock. Why would I have showered yet, man? <laughs> that is the voice of, of the great Johnny Sanchez, one of the great comics in yeah, the industry, yeah. and yeah. one of my good friends. Yeah, Welcome to Fanatics for the first time. Our guest today. Thanks. Let's give it up for Johnny Sanchez. Yeah, clap, 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 clap. Come on, Aaron. Clap. Come on, Dreamweaver. Clap, Dreamweaver. Oh, he flipped some. He flipped off the wrong dude. <laughs> That's right, dude. Uh, it's been a running, ongoing thing that uh, everyone's been injured. Mike what? Falzone was injured two weeks ago his fingers injured my back's all fucked up i've, I've taken more vicodin than brett Favre in this last week you know what <laughs> oh, i mean dude you're limping probably, around probably you know, this guy's <laughs> limping around trying to like walk to a bar like yo we Why? gotta what get some he... chicks <laughs> <What> <laughs> can't even walk i'm like dog you Aaron, are a horrible wingman right now. Aaron and I were hanging out up. Saturday watching the Cavs game, but like my back got so fucked up I could like barely feel my leg. Oh like, man. Limping around like a <laughs> camp. Like, what's He's up, like, ladies? Yo, what's up? Yeah, my leg is numb. Is that okay? Where the bitch is at? <laughs> like, what's up with that? What what's happened? up with that? Dude, I don't know. I think it's like a herniated disc oh, or something. You oh, know, yeah. like it's is just it like, your leg or your back? Well, I looked it up. It was my back, and then when I oh, got God. up, my leg was all fucked up. You know what I mean? And then my back healed, I love, and I my leg you, is numb. I you love know? that you started with, I looked it up. <laughs> I looked that, it up online. This is always, yeah. You can trust WebMD 100% I, Web, of Web the WebMD's pretty good. Yeah, WebMD's pretty good. Pretty good, you're, man. You're right. You're oh, oh, by the way, that night after we finished hanging out, yeah. we were walking back to your place from your friend's house. Uh, there was a naked dude standing, just standing on the street. Fully naked, talking to a, a dude, like, all quiet. Are you serious? And then I walk. You were like, are you sure? And then I walk back. Yeah, dude. Fully naked. Are you serious? Blood naked, just well, standing Well, it's there. nice to know we've gotten a track of where Roger Stone is these days. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, man, that was. Wait, over by his place? Right by his place. Oh, man. up there, Runyon. Dude, you see some that. weird shit now. Like, was I was, so weird. I was driving home. I posted on my Instagram at Sean Joshi two A's, and uh, <laughs> I was driving home up Fuller up to Runyon Canyon, and no shit stuck in a tree, swaying back and forth was an IV, like an IV with the line out of it, just swinging back and forth <sighs> in the tree. Man, it was crazy. Like how, how did it, like like the, the bag from American Beauty? It was crazy. That is crazy. I just want to know the story. How did that get there? How did, how did it get, get in the there, tree? Man. How did it happen? Was it on the ground and then the squirrel took it up? It was hanging from the tree, like literally swaying. Is it like Somebody, a message, like, like shoes? Billy Holiday, strange fruit. Well, that, that's for that. Maybe that's a new. <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> shoes on the yeah. the methadone clinic version of the shoes. Yeah, I the love new that version, bit. dude. Hey guys, listeners, uh, we are gonna have a contest going on this week. We have a fifty dollars subscription review giveaway. If you guys sign up. Uh, if you subscribe on Apple for the Fanatics podcast and you review us and you send us screenshots of both and email us at fanaticspod at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win $50 from iTunes. Isn't that great for just listening? Yeah, man. Yeah, totally Look at how excited 50, these guys are bucks. about that. 50 bucks. 50 wow. whole smackaroos, man. That's great. That's like really that. great. Can we get a round of applause for the 50 bucks, everybody? Uh, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Maybe clapping, you guys man. can buy Aaron a new shirt with that $50. What What's do you wrong think? with this shirt, bro? <laughs> How are you doing, Aaron? What have you been chill. up to, you man? You got to have a nice worn shirt that you like still, you know? Exactly. What have you been podcasting. up to? Anything interesting except for naked dudes? Uh, Well, I just got back from Rite Aid. Guess who I saw? Who did you see at the Rite Aid? You're never going to guess. Jeremy Renner. Oh, wait. I wanted to guess, but I would not have guessed Jeremy Renner. Yeah. A fucking Hawkeye? You saw Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Dude, he was buying glasses, and too. And he had That's just as many superpowers that wait reading glasses yeah dude hawkeye was buying those those prescription glasses he was looking at them that's so crazy i know well he's probably in his late 40s early 50s no not that it's like you would think he would go he's got some optometrist that he (laughs) special more than that maybe to the stars yeah yeah probably he is a real down-to-earth dude because i saw him at um I've seen him a couple of times at, at Rock and Roll Ralph's. He shops yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, this one time he was he was having a get together. Man, he had like his whole basket was full of <laughs> liquor and and beer. And then he was. Oh, I thought the, you what, said his hoe basket. I was like, what is a oh, hoe oh, basket? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Whatever. Especially um, at Rock and Roll Ralph's. Explain to the people what Rock and Roll Ralph's is. If, if they oh, don't in case know. you yeah, somebody's from out of it. Uh, yeah. On Sunset Boulevard, there's a Ralph's grocery Which, store. Yeah. Uh, which is in between uh, La Brea uh, Avenue, La Brea and... Damn, you don't need to give them the GPS Fair, coordinates. Fairfax, it's well... On, it's on Sunset. Uh, yeah, that's a... Dude, do you know how long and far Sunset is? Yeah, but people out of town, Sunset, goes Sunset all gives a certain the way, imagery. Sunset goes all the way out to past Silver Lake and everything, dude. This is why you can't talk to people who lived in L.A. for too it long. Goes, no, trust me. This has turned into an episode of the Californians from uh, SNL, all remember? Right. You're going to jump off La Brea? Take a left on Franklin? Anyway... So, no, people would appreciate this because this way, when if there's people, the people that aren't from here and then they come visit, yeah. they're going to go, let's go. If we're going to go get some booze or we're going to go get some food, let's stop at the world famous 
Rock and Roll Ralphs. It was the only grocery store that was open 24 hours, hours back, back in the, in the day. day. So and like, all the band, everybody, all the band actors, everywhere. rock bands, Motley Crue, like all these More guys. than clubs, that was almost the last place to meet up yes. was the Rock and Roll yeah. Ralphs because so, you'd be picking up provisions for the Coke binge later that night. Correct. Yeah. You know? Before they before they shut it down. I mean, they, they stopped selling by two, right? Right, right. which is going to go to four, I think, now. Oh man, I'm, that's not good for yeah. me. But uh, that's not good for me so at you saw, all. You saw Renner there, huh? They can barely kick me out at two. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, again, it's between La Brea and Fairfax. Okay, just all right. No, just so people when they go to <laughs> trust me, they're gonna. I'm gonna get. You're gonna get some thank yous. Okay. We're tell yeah, Johnny I'm on Johnny's side here. They're gonna be we like, know oh where my it God, is. we went to the we went to rock. We they're gonna take photos. Can't type in rock and roll Ralphs in the GPS. As a matter of fact, it's got it. You can type in rock and roll Ralphs. No, it does not come up. It is called rock and roll rouse on the gps i will show you i don't right know now. about that i will show you odd ways right now all right all right well, let me but they also have that little logo thing in there so people could take photos if they want it yeah says it's rock like and roll. branded they've done yeah. like the whole thing okay now. anyway i'm pretty sure brett michael's got at least one std there yeah exactly um so he was he was getting a lot of uh booze and he was in the um by the time I walked by, okay, Rock and Roll Ralphs is not on Waze. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. thank you. Oh. <laughs> At least I admitted it. I'm a yeah. big person. Okay. All right. So um, everybody bask in the glow of of yeah, my bigness. Yeah. <laughs> of your wrongness. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Fuck you. Um, but go ahead. Anyway, I felt like that was very ingenuine. <laughs> anyway. I don't think ingenuine is a word. <laughs> no, you guys are ingenuous right now. <laughs> it's ingenuous. Uh, but anyway. By the time I walked by him, he was uh, he was in the wine section. He was getting a bunch of bottles of wine. Dude, maybe but I have to say this, this: I did think he was shorter than he is. <laughs> they all are Not shorter. Really short. No, I thought he was. I thought he was shorter. In other words, he was taller than I thought he was. Right. I, I, oh, some, I see. I see. Yeah, you thought yeah. he was a cruise, but he wasn't a cruise. Correct. Yeah. He's taller than that. He's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. about five nine, five ten, which is very tall for you, right? I mean, it's just, he was leaner. Johnny's he was way, short. yeah, I'm like 5'5". Five five, so, like, he's leaner and taller than I had expected. I thought he was a more of a Tom Cruise guy, like a 5'7". You know what seven. we should do? We should just turn this podcasting into stalking Jeremy Renner. You know what I mean? Well, that's kind of weird, though, right? He saw <laughs> him, I've saw seen him. him. I was yeah, gonna, it's like the second time I've seen him, too. And I just he's wanted around. to say, I was only going to say to him, like, hey, man, fan of your work, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's actually really good. Yeah, I like but I, I didn't say anything, and then... Uh, and then he was in line, like a little. He ended up in the uh, coming up in one of the lines, and then the kid that was bagging was like, he was freaking out. This he kid, was freaking and out. He was right. like, huh. And then the cashier's like, "Don't get weird. Don't start." <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, "You don't understand." And then he starts naming. You know, he's like naming. He's all like his, an Avengers all nerd. Or whatever. Yeah, he's an Avengers yeah. nerd as well. And she's like, "I understand. I understand. Just you know, you got to keep your composure." And then he was just like. He just loved it. So for some people, I don't really, I have never been that starstrucky kind of guy. Yeah, I've never been star. You know the most starstrucky I've gotten in the past year and a half, two years, maybe three years? And I like that starstrucky is the way to go with it, Oh, we're going with, we're getting ingenuine with this. (laughs) Yes. Speech impediment, man, from the Howard Stern show. I got more a kick um, out of that uh, than like any other person. uh, Stuttering. Yeah, he's like one of the whack pack on the Howard yeah. Stern show, you know. From, it, from back in the day? Yeah, he yeah. comes in and hangs out at the club sometimes. If you come real late, you'll see him around. Oh, we're talking about two different guys. I'm talking about 
Stuttering John. Oh, Stuttering John. Yeah, that's completely no, different. No, no, this no, guy's no. a whack packer. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. one who can barely function not in, Baba Booey. within the boundaries of society. Not no, the no, Baba no. Booey guy. Not okay. Baba Booey. Right. But yeah, I actually like those uh, Avenger movies and Renner. I think they're kind of the perfect encapsulation of what pop art cinema can be. Yeah. You know, and I think Disney is doing. I didn't see the Avengers yet, man. Can you believe they're this? good? They're good. I haven't either. Yeah. I think this Disney, last one. You haven't seen this last no, one. No, I keep yeah. hearing it's great. See, Damn, Disney is see doing it. a far better job with Marvel than they are with Star Wars. You know, I still yeah. didn't bring myself to see Star Wars and for the new Solo movie, which Solo. would have been inconceivable two years ago or even a year ago. And if you look at uh, what everyone's saying online, it's the first like abysmal flop for a Star Wars movie. And they're not so worried about the future, but they should be. And I don't think they really realize. Like, I'm, I think The Last Jedi is the worst piece of shit movie I've ever seen. I think it's a good movie. I think it's the Dude, worst Star even, Wars I'll movie. I'll be honest with you. I haven't. Mm, I, I like it. And I got to catch up. It? I thought like, it was way better than the Jar no, Jar Binks shit. No, no. Yeah, In yeah. a way, that shit was more oh, original. Jar Jar. Oh. You know what I mean? But they got. I've never seen a case where they got all the new. I think the new characters are right. They got the new characters right, but they got everything else so, 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 so fucking wrong, dude. Oh, like it, oh, this is coming from the same guy that thinks rock and roll Ralphs is on ways. Is that, <laughs> that who we're supposed to be trusting now? This fucking guy's opinion? I don't think so, dog. Fine, wrong. remember my point, Mooch. <laughs> You're wrong. I don't think so, dog. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, do you think We're going to talk about this in the future. Maybe they, not on this episode. they recast something like Solo, do yeah. you think that they should... Now, this could just be a me thing. You know, I got so many hang-ups anyway. Right. But I just feel like he doesn't look like he became... Like, he should they resemble? Like should there be a resemblance at least? Like That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when you kill Luke, okay? All right, don't start giving stuff, don't start giving stuff <laughs> Spoiler, away. Spoiler, dog. Good Spoiler, God. you haven't seen it yet? No! Do you know, do you know, just said that. Do you know Darth Vader is his father? Anything else you want to know? By the Titanic way, sinks at the end of the movie. By the way, just don't tell me the end of the uh, Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Are you anyway. sure? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Jeez. I'm kidding. Anyway. He's kidding, guys. So, uh, Disney's doing a reboot. Actually are making, they by are the making way, a sequel to Passion. Uh, That's not a joke. It's it's a sequel. It's a sequel. I mean, it's a prequel. No, it's a prequel or a sequel? I thought it... Oh, I, Did you, the like, aftermath? you specifically looked at it or something? I thought I had heard there was, there was a prequel, yeah. but a sequel makes it... You know what? Is I it always, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson doing it? Good question. It is Mel Gibson doing okay. it. Oh, it is? Yeah. He's crazy, but he makes kind of good movies. He was going to do he the does. Maccabees, and then everyone realized that he's a terrible anti-Semite. <laughs> so yeah, that's a problem. they let him do that. The Maccabees is a story from the Torah, the Old Testament. By the way, uh, cousin, this got just brought up again on, on, on social media with a cousin of mine. And I know the Simpsons ended up doing this way later, yeah. but that happened. My cousin was there in line back in our hometown in 1982. Eighty-one, eighty-two. When the Empire Strikes Back, right. and he went. He was there for the second showing. Right. He's about twelve, thirteen at the time. Somewhere in that. Yeah, he's about twelve or thirteen. Yeah. He's there with his best friend, and he says he can still remember what this guy looks like. These two white dudes came walking out, and they both had long hair. They were like high school guys. Right. And the one guy says out loud, "I can't believe." Darth Vader's Luke's dad. <laughs> That's a pre, pre-Twitter, pre-internet spoiler reveal. Totally Nothing dude, you could do about that. This is 1982. Damn. He got spoiler molested, and dog. So I brought it up to him. On, we were on Facebook. I brought yeah. it. And my cousin, dude, to this day, he's like, 
he's still so angry and he says he goes I can tell you exactly what he was wearing yeah. I can tell you exactly what That's and funny. I you know what I told him I was thinking about going online going on social media and trying to find this dude yeah because he grew up in the, in our home area like he might be you around should. that'd be kind of How fun dude. so he could just apologize and my cousin can have closure Dude, I don't know. Like, my whole thing on The Last Jedi is you don't let the director of Looper change 40 years of fucking canon. Whoa, like what's, whoa, whoa, What's whoa, next? Whoa, whoa. Hand him the fucking Bible? Let him go to town on that shit? Looper and was like, great. Looper's fine, but it's not like change the New Testament fine, okay? Like... <laughs> I don't know what you think is so great about the New Testament. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Dude, Sermon on the Mount is brilliant. Here's the thing about... uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But here's the thing. And the reason I think Marvel is working better than Disney and the core of it, or better than Star Wars, is Marvel's fans are kids. Mm. Star Wars fans are not kids. I know. That's what people think. Kids don't watch Star Wars. It's 30-year-olds yelling on the internet like me. Like, that's the fan service you have to give to. Anyways, I'm fine with Star Wars There's just too much history with the Star Wars. The Star Wars is I'm fine with it dying. You got to remember, you know, all these action superhero movies, they're coming from decades and decades of comic books, dude, that are coming to life. I just think that's so different. Star Wars started as a movie. Right. And there's a lot of rich storylines in in those comic books that you can draw and emphasize. By the way, you know, I'm working on on the brown cricket, you know. What's the brown cricket? That's my superhero. Oh, yeah. The Mexican superhero. <laughs> Johnny does look a little... Don't girls tell you you look like a cricket no, or something? No, just one person told me I look like a cricket, but I got to run Did with Did you end it. up hooking out with her? No, of course not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Maybe she was into that But shit. I want to do the brown cricket, which you is... Should do I it. think it'll be bigger than Black Panther, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay. Well, let's do it. I yeah. mean, I think Disney's going to be <laughs> Isn't great. this a sports podcast? We are. We're getting into that. I read this... Okay. Uh, I read this, uh, this fantastic obituary... Uh, speaking of dying franchises, this is from a woman named Kathleen Demlo. Her kids wrote this. Oh, about her. I read that. This one from Minnesota. This is the most savage obituary ever. Uh, Kathleen Demlo Schunk was born on March 19th, 1938 to Joseph and Gertrude Schunk of Wobasso. She married Dennis Demlo at St. Anne's in Wobasso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlo, and moved to California. She abandoned her children, uh, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents and Clements. In other words, their grandparents. Exactly. Joseph Schunk. She passed away on May 31, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Boom. Oh, Bam. my God. Guys. Drop, Mike drop. the paper. <laughs> Obituary to the 2017-28 Cleveland Cavaliers. Will LeBron James, if he is writing it, more savage or less savage than that? What do you think? He's writing the... Well, LeBron James is writing the obituary, more or less savage than the one you oh, just read right there. For J.R. Smith alone, it's got to be at least <laughs> oh. on that level. And Ty Lue, all of them, man. You think so? Yeah, dude, it's sad. I think the series is over. I think it's done, yeah, boys. I got a weird feeling about that. Yeah, I just don't see this. I think they might win one at home here, but I think they go back to... Um, they go back to Golden State oh, down 3-1. Three, three, one. One. It's, it's over. Yeah. You think so? I don't even think that they'll win one. Honestly, when that whole oh, thing. I think they will, man. That, when that whole thing happened, like my whole thing, I've always yeah. said, 
LeBron James quits on playoff series, and he quits while they are still happening. He's not one of those guys who's going to leave every ounce of his soul, even if he will, his physical effort out there. You could see, like, I remember it was game six or five versus Boston. He took his jersey off before he left the court. You know, this one, you could just see his whole entire demeanor as soon as uh, that happened with JR, that Um, he was just out of it. Uh, But on terms of... uh, in terms of LeBron talking about his teammates, you know, LeBron gets kind of a little petty in subtle ways. This was funny. Uh, so they asked him in a post-game uh, press conference how, how much more he was going to carry his teammates. This was his response. Mo- during those moments between regulation and overtime in game one, um, like Chris said, it has gone val- viral, meaning you have been getting criticized for um, not trying to pick up your teammates during that time. Is that fair I think that's pretty fair. Before we get into LeBron's LeBron's answer, do you think that's a fair criticism or not? No, I don't because I I know what he's talking about. He's talking yeah, about sure. him being upset and and, and, not, and because there was a four minute you, clip you, that you came out really, where LeBron was just yeah. like lugubrious word of the day on the sideline, just sad and, and I've defeated. Seen so many athletes go through that, but and not that, the greatest then, athlete of his generation. No, I'm talking about guys like Tom Brady gets upset and loses it and doesn't, and then they take a moment and now maybe maybe after all that, yeah, maybe he maybe he tries to rally these troops, but get, let the guy react to what. Just, right, man, that's super. That'd be superhuman for him to be like, oh, it doesn't matter that you just ruined my fucking amazing night and the whole series. Fifty-one points. Yes, so he should be superhuman. Kobe was he superhuman. Was superhuman. Yeah, Michael was superhuman. Why isn't he superhuman? What do you think Michael would have done? You think he would have hugged J.R. Smith? I think and Michael would have taken J.R. Smith back into the thing he probably would have sodomized him forcefully and taught him how to be a man and maybe left him quibbling and crying back there and he would have sent a message to the rest of the team to man the fuck up but he wouldn't have sat there crying but he would have reacted for a while i'm sorry he would have been pissed he would have been pissed but he would have been right back in the fucking game well and they wouldn't have lost by 10 damn points either i i just think man people are just splitting hairs nowadays it's like the guy you can't think I'm react too, and I'm get too, frustrated over what just a guy, a person who's his teammate who didn't know what what this who said to him. Remember, he heard him. He heard J.R. Smith say, yeah. "I thought we were ahead." Because, yeah. you know, we all saw him. We saw him mouth it. So he obviously said it. Right. So Le- LeBron just I, I love. I love that. how JR tried to play that off, too. That, that, <laughs> yeah. no, you know, you know that's, like, that's like dating JR Smith. JR, where were you? Were you at the club last <laughs> yeah, night? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, babe. I, I was home playing no, Madden. What's this picture? You're, you're, <laughs> oh, shit. That shit's old. You don't Photoshop these days, babe. You can't trust that yeah. shit. But, anyways, here was LeBron's uh, answer to the question This isn't not being in your shoes. Me? Me being criticized? No. You're saying I got criticized for something, right? No, I don't believe that. Not me. I don't care. I don't care at all. Um, I mean, we're in the NBA Finals. I mean, how much more picking up teammates you want me to do? In the NBA Finals to compete for a championship. Like he shrugs, like he kind of realizes what he said was super. It was a subtweet in human form. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, I mean, goes, do you how think much more that we're people in the, were like this on short? They, they, it, we're we're in the NBA finals. Well, everybody wants this. Yeah. Not everybody, but the mass majority that I that comes off to me is people are looking for everything to bring this dude down and I don't, every mistake. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I. 
I'm not trying to and bring LeBron it, down. The microscope is on him constantly, dude. It is. I'm not trying to bring LeBron down. Though. I actually think he's probably the second best non-center in the history of the game. You know, I just think there are significant enough gaps in his resume uh, that we've kind of forgotten. Like Miami, everyone says he doesn't have any help. Excuse me? He formed the first uh, super team super of the modern era, the fucking Heatles, with... Uh, <laughs> With Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh yeah. and a great organization. And they lost to Dirk with who? Who do Dirk have on his team? You know what I mean? Who is the second best player on Dirk's team? You know? So don't tell me that like LeBron doesn't have any Yeah, help. but, but this team is way worse. Than this, the Dirk team? Yeah, way worse. This team, his supporting cast right now. Right. Is but I mean who's so who is give me give me who do you think is was like so much better on that on that map. Who do they have? They had Jason Terry. They had Tyson Chandler. They had uh, Man, all these guys. Josh Howard. All these guys were towards the end of the career. Josh Howard towards the end of his career. No, not the end. Yes, of well, course. Well, his career ended early. He was yeah. still in his prime. Yeah, Ty- Tyson Tyson Chandler was in his prime as a defender at that point, which was a big part of how they won that series. You know, Sean Marion. Sean Marion, I think, is one of the most overrated players. They say oh, Sean Marion is going to make the Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't know about that. He's like, he's got, the, he's got a jump shot like a, like the volleyball set. You know what I mean? Like when you're trying to set the volleyball. Yeah, it goes in though. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, barely. I don't know. But out of, out of, out of, so ESPN had this thing that came out barely. today. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> ESPN had this thing that came out today, where it was the top ten uh, greatest individual postseasons, and they used uh, the warp rankings, you know, some advanced analytics, which we talked about before on the show. But uh, to just a little primer, Johnny, you know, uh, analytics, I think, are really handy for judging baseball and basketball at an individual level. I think you run into problems with football. It still works at an individual level. But when you run into team sports, you lose kind of the statistical fidelity. You know what I mean? Between uh, when you run into stuff that's hard to quantify, like team chemistry or how two players interact with each other. You know, but I think as an individual basis, they're pretty good um, for judging uh, how a particular player has performed. How many in the top 10 of the greatest individual postseasons would you guess LeBron has? What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to go with four. Three or four. Say that again. What's the question? Four. So we ha- I have here the top 10 the top greatest 10. individual postseasons in modern oh, NBA oh. history using advanced statistics oh, and analytics. Uh, and how many do you think LeBron has? You said four? Yeah. And he's been in – is this including playoffs or this – it's this postseason? Oh, this is everything. Um, no, no, oh. no, no. Individual, meaning 19 – 1995 uh, with the Bulls in 91. That was the first one where they beat the Lakers. He had a 9.8 rating. The second one is the Heatles, LeBron James. Uh, Heat, 9.7. So very close. Third, you want to guess who third is? Kobe. Not Kobe. Shaq. Good guess, not Shaq. He, he is from, it is from a modern era player. Uh, oh, uh, Duncan. Tim fucking Duncan. Nice one. Johnny gets a high five from Jesus oh. for that one. <laughs> 
Timmy D, 9.5. Timmy, is it amazing how Timmy gets overlooked while he's playing and after he's playing? I know, man. man. Number four is Shaq, that 2000 Lakers run. Shaq, to me, had the most dominant three years in the NBA I've ever seen in terms of impact on a game. You couldn't do anything with the motherfucker. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Number five was Michael Jordan with the Bulls, 1993. So that's two for Michael in the top ten. Number six... Shaq in 2001, part of that insane run so he two had. two for him. Two for Shaq. So they're, they're, they're evened up, 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Who's, who's seven? It's LeBron. No, no, seven is a player that hasn't been called yet. Who do you think seven would be? It's Kobe. Not Kobe. Oh, that's right. We haven't got, oh, That's right. Kobe isn't. How? Not Tracy McGrady. I consider this the modern era. I don't know if kids these days do, though. Oh, uh, Larry oh. Bird? Not Larry Bird. After Larry. Carl Malone. Not Carl Malone. But do you think Jimmy Kimmel could do that blackface Carl Malone these days? <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Do you remember that? No. No. You don't remember the Jimmy Kimmel Carl Malone? I'll, I'll bring it up here later. But it is. He's going to play Ted Cruz on one on one. It is a key Melage one. Hey, Tommy, are you out there? Yeah. Tommy, can you look up uh, Jimmy Kimmel um, where he does Carl Malone in blackface and send it to me? <laughs> All right, number seven is Hakeem Olajuwon oh, with I the would, Rockets in '94. No, I have do you think? Do you think Michael could have taken those rings? Those were great Rockets teams in '94 and '95. I don't know. The Pacers should have. Number eight. Just, number eight is LeBron James in 2016, which I actually think was his best playoff year. That's the one where they were against, down three-one. Uh, oh, that was amazing! Amazing! That was yeah. amazing! That was amazing! Dude, that was okay. So he's got three. In the top ten, and and then um, Michael has two right now, has two. and and um, Shaq number, has two, and Shaq, Shaq has, has two. two. Number nine is a great one. A player I'm actually not familiar with and seeing playing in person is Moses Malone. Mm-hmm. Most Johnny, can you sh- shed a little light on Moses? Was he a dominant player? Do you even remember? And number ten is again LeBron in his second Heat title. Eleven's Larry, though. You know what I mean? Wow. So, so he got three. Michael Jordan two. Shaq, Shaq too. too. Yeah, wow. yeah. But MJ's got six fucking rings, you know. Yeah. So are well, you guys? Are you guys? Are you guys? Are you guys thinking uh, that LeBron? I has, still think Montana's a better quarterback than Brady, and he doesn't. He didn't have as many rings. He is a far. I think he's a better quarterback than Brady too. But you're getting into system, uh, kind of a system argument there. You know what I mean? Oh jeez. Well, I think it's interesting actually. Joe Montana. If you go back to it, a lot Isn't of people... Isn't that weird that Dwight... Didn't Dwight Clark just pass away in Dwight Montana? Dwight Clark just passed away. Did he pass away in Montana? Montana he's living That's out in Montana. fucked right? up, dude. Yeah, he had dude. moved to Montana. That's fucked up. That's like when uh, John Adams, on the day he died, wrote Thomas Jefferson. And then Thomas Jefferson died that very same day, like after receiving the letter. And Did you know what day that was? What? July fucking 4th. Wow. Can in you Adams, believe Montana. that shit? In Adams, Montana. <laughs> 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 Adams, Montana. Yeah, what's up? Why don't you say that to the air? Aaron's making all these weird ass gestures <laughs> and like, shit off happening? the thing. I don't know if it's a secret. I got to. Right, everybody say goodbye to Aaron. Go talk to Jeremy Renner. Goodbye, Aaron. Yeah, man. Bye, go stalk Later, Jeremy dude. Renner. Dream Thanks Weaver, for coming through. Dreamweaver at Dreamweaver. We're gonna be at the <laughs> Haha. <laughs> he doesn't go by Dreamweaver. Oh, he doesn't go by whatever it is. We're gonna be at <laughs> the Haha tonight. If you want to come through, man. See you guys. See you guys. Right, man. Good Bye. Good seeing you, dude. All right, man. Yeah, good Peace. to see you. Peace. Thanks for coming through, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron.
Uh, Johnny, I love you, buddy. Johnny and me have been friends in comedy for since I've started here. He was one of the first guys who kind of took me under his wing and was like, yo, buddy. Yeah. Um, but we just on... wanted to pick my brain one, one night. I just Remember wanted to pick like, your brain. Hey, man, uh, can we have a couple drinks? And I, got some, I just want to pick your brain a little bit and ask some questions. <laughs> I've never been that lame in my life, Johnny. No, but, but I came in. That was my see, attitude. I didn't know that at that time I thought that you had come from somewhere else like on the road like right a, like out of state but a guy that had been right. working some clubs over there for a few years and then came here so i didn't realize that it was like the beginning for i like, started the new, new. i mean i started in comedy in la and i pretty much started at at the, the laugh, laugh factory, factory which you know i have to you know jamie masada who's the owner of the laugh factory he's been so good to me he's the one who kind of plucked me out of an open mic and believed in me and said, I think you can do this, yeah. and brought me along. Really, I have to credit him with a lot of baby steps, you know? And it's allowed me to kind of become, you know, a comedian, which I am today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, Johnny, I think you were the first guy who really kind of, as a comic, believed in me and saw something there that maybe I, I could do right. something. And I've always appreciated that. That and the fact that I also thought you were Indian, so I thought maybe that <laughs> you would... <laughs> <laughs> that you would give me some advice. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Johnny's the most Indian-looking Mexican I know. I remember we were on the road. What's it? Where, where, where were we? That was that one was in. It happened to me before, but that one specifically was in Reno. Yo, like in Reno, Nevada. Rem- the, yeah, yeah, Reno, Nevada at the Laugh Factory. I remember uh, this family, Indian families, arguing over, over Johnny's post or whatever, whether he's Indian or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the kid, the mom's like, he has to be Indian. Look at him. Yeah. And then the kids like, oh no, his last name it's is Sanchez. Sanchez. He can't be. He could not be Indian with a, um, but it's happened so much. It's always, and then I told you about my daughter's um, classmate in kindergarten, Preet, the little, you know, and then it was the first day of class. Who's an Indian, he's a little Indian kid. And so he's the only one in her class, the only Indian in in her class. And I go to pick her up and uh, his little uh, white friend, Tommy, um, this is the first day of school, so nobody knows anybody's parents. Right. And that's when. I walked in and that kid, Tommy, he was playing with Preet. And then he sees me and goes, Preet, your dad's here. Because he just assumed when I walked in <laughs> that I was Preet's dad. He thought you were Preet's dad. So you do kind of look like Preet Bharara, the fired Southern District of that. New York prosecutor. Guy, oh, my God. We're going to put up a side-to-side picture on Instagram of Johnny and Preet Bharara. I, oh, I, for sure, man. This is not like the Ways Ralph Rock and Roll Ralph situation. Pre, uh, you look like Preet Bharara. Preet Bharara. Preet Bharara. Okay. We're gonna look. What it about up. that? No, I just found out that that girl, that beautiful girl on Quantico, is she's Pakistani, not. No, no, she's Indian. Oh, she is Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She's she's. I think she's dating one of those Jonas Brothers, which sounds like a completely fake relationship. Here yeah, is she's Preet, beautiful though, man. Here's Preet Bharara. I think he totally looks like Johnny Sanchez. Johnny has a better hairline though. Just look right here. Is that what I look like? <laughs> Brown cricket. No. Is there any way people can can see a like? A, we'll put it up. We'll put it up on the thing. We'll we'll, okay. we'll cut a clip of this and we'll put it. All up. right. Just yeah, so we yeah. can get an opinion on it, because honestly, look at those handsome dimples. Look at that man. Yeah, I don't have. Di- I'd give him a hand job in the back of the movie oh, theater. That's so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I'm so happy to have you here, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, when I'm did good, you? I'm glad to be here, man. When did you start in comedy? The early '90s. I've been in it since. A little over 25 years. And where did you start? Uh, here in L.A. 
Same thing. I, a lot of people, I you know, I started out here because I didn't know better. Uh, I didn't know any better, but a lot of people think that's the worst thing to do. I've heard that. Way. I heard that later on, but I can't. But I grew up in the small town. Where else were you going to go? Yeah, there was. Well, it was. Well, you know, in hindsight, I guess I could have went to San Francisco. Sure, you could have. I mean, San Francisco but, now is a great scene, and even back then, it did. Too, oh, it was. Right? A great, yeah, it would have been a great scene. But I was thinking comedy and TV. And movies. Yeah. So, but I've heard other people go, oh, you got to, you started out here. But yet, there's a lot of comics that started out here, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's comedy is one of those things you can't plan too much. You just have to do it. You just do it. And you have to you keep do doing it. it. Yeah. You know, I actually think from just kind of being around for a little bit now that Chicago is probably the best city to start in. There just seems to be so much stage time. And not only is there stage time there, there's real crowds. And not only is there real crowds, there's real opportunities. You yeah. know, you always you don't think see, New York though, with all the rooms, all the, I think it's, I think it's easier in Chicago, you know, wow. because, because, you know, maybe it's a little less competitive and, but you still have real opportunities for like, uh, just for laughs or for, booking real things yeah you know you can book you can book real movies and and yeah, and tv shows out of chicago you know true. chris red who's a fantastic mm -hmm. comedian and he's on saturday night live yeah. now if i remember correctly i could be getting the story wrong but he booked he was already on he booked uh the empire. pop star pop star empire empire and pop star in chicago he was still living in chicago oh pop star you're right pop star that's right that he still booked pop star in chicago got it but and i then, think it was empire first wasn't it i'm not sure yeah it doesn't remember. matter it doesn't yeah. matter but it's i'm still, just saying you can get opportunities yeah. out there yeah, yeah, so yeah, when yeah. did you what was the first club you got past that i was um you were door guy at the store for well, Mitzi, right okay i was doing open mic nights the first there was a club in in the valley in encino called the la cabaret that was where I did my first open mic night yeah. and I was able to work there. And, uh, you know, I have to say, man, there was a lot of open mic nights back then in the, in in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was everything. It was a bars, it was restaurants. Um, and it was co coffee houses, a lot of coffee houses, even though I never liked the coffee house. But that was vibe. a whole post Cobain fucking scene, right? It was, it was, yeah. I never, I was never a big coffee house guy, but I did it just Fuck a coffee house. That's coffee a lame houses, as shit. Dude. I hate hanging out in coffee houses. I hate it's, ones they call places coffee bars. It's not a coffee, unless I can get shit faced in tequila and make <laughs> bad decisions. It's not a fucking it's not bar. A bar man. You know what I hate most? When, when a friend says, oh, let's meet up for coffee. A girl says, let's go get a cup. I will not do that. That's like, uh, back in college when people wanted to pay poker during a party or play guitar hero my biggest fucking pet peeve i found that shit so fucking boring i still get it chilled a good party is going and you motherfuckers want to play guitar hero yeah like what is wrong with you yeah so the scene was in is in, in okay and then i used to go do the belly room I, which I, is the third room up at the uh, comedy, up at the comedy store because every saturday night a guy named skippy low Used to run. I've heard some people talk about. Yeah, Skippy he Lowe. he had a. Um, what do you call those, those? I love these old timer comedian what, guys. Yeah, dude, Skippy what, Low. What do you call um, public? He had a public access channel, which was basically a local. Sure. But he would interview people in the industry and some. He got some legitimate actors, but anyway, he would host it. Jeremy there. Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Renner. Uh, and he and we would go and do. You know, I think it was between five and eight minutes. Yeah. Was those times, but but there was a point. For a few months, like six months, I didn't have a car. I would ride the bus. I'd catch the bus in Woodland Hills. That's where I was living. What the fuck? And in, how far is Woodland Hills from Woodland the comedy Hills store? from the comedy store? Without giving the whole GPS coordinates. It's like 30. Yeah, you got it. Uh, <laughs> take a ride on Beverly Glen. No. So uh, it would take me an hour and a half on the transit 
bus to get to the comedy store. So right. I would catch the six or something, whatever. And I would go, I would do the show. I think you should start at eight or nine. And it was the only one in that room. They go to like 10, but I would hang out and I have to catch the last bus was at 1230 on sunset. Yeah. If I missed it, I was fucked. What would you do if you missed? I made sure not to miss that. I had no ride back. Yeah. So I would catch that and it would, I would get dropped off in Woodland Hills on Topanga Canyon and Ventura at two in the morning. What is the very first thing Mitzi Shore said to you the recently? Give him the light. (laughs) The first time she saw me, she said that. And what about when she passed you? Okay. um, What she really said legitimately in the conversation? Legitimately, yeah. Well, okay. After four showcases in a row without repeating material, six-minute sets, then she's like, hey. um, I was walking by and she's like, hey, you're a paid regular now. Start calling in for spots. I was like, oh, my God, Mitzi, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she's like, you're great. And then came that question where she goes, what do you do? What do you do at night? Do you work? And then that's where you became the door guy. And that's what's so funny. There's a tradition over there at the store. No, but it's backwards because you normally (laughs) you you become the door guy first. And then then you get get a showcase. (laughs) So you did it the completely opposite way. Everybody told me, I mean, up to that time, everyone's like, dude, we've never heard of this. (laughs) But but her question to me, I thought she was wondering how available I was for spots. Sure. So I go, no, no, nothing. I worked during the day. I'm clear seven days in, uh, uh, every night. Sure. And that's what she goes. All right, you're going to start working the door too. But it, I get what she wants. I, uh, I was a little too, to be honest with you, in hindsight, a little too I green. was a little too green to have been well, you're picked gonna up. you going to think that looking back, you know. But, um, but I was able to do 24 minutes for her, 24, 25 of all dip, new material. So she knew I could do the 15-minute spots. Right. But I think she wanted to immer- for me to immerse myself at the store. Wait, I think that's just kind of the MO she's established there. Yeah. And then what about what about here at the factory? How'd you come here to the factory and, and get involved with Jamie I had been doing the – I started doing the Latino night here like somewhere around 94. Sure. And, um, and I got into that group. So I did that – for quite a while, but I got picked up at the store in 95, so I didn't have to do the Latino night as much. Right. I would just do it every now and then. And when's the first time that, like, Jamie Masada, uh, the owner of the club, took notice of you? Well, I, apparently he had noticed me for a while, but never – he didn't reach out. It wasn't like he was like, you know, buddy, come hey, in, buddy, buddy, come in. But I will tell you my favorite story of meeting Jamie yeah, the sure. first time is – and Jamie, if people aren't familiar with Jamie Masada, he is one of the great characters. Oh, great character. In not Accent, only not only thing. in the world of comedy, but really the world of entertainment in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite. He's he's. And they'll, they'll make a good biopic from him one day, I think, be, dude. I yeah. think I should play him. <laughs> We're the same well, height. You are the best mimic on stage. I've always said oh, that. Like, you, like in terms of, I don't even know if I would call them impressions it's more like i don't do mimicry. i'm more, of a, do I'm more of a mimic i know i don't really do impressions yeah, yeah the voice always sounds like me yeah but it's the person you get the body, body movements you get the body movements yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. but so, what was it jamie so i you? walk into the lobby i had already been doing the latino night for like a year now at this point so we were we were all like we were always there so i was a little cocky that coming coming in to do the latino Jamie's standing in the lobby, but I don't know who he is. Yeah. So I walk in, I see some guys. What's up, man? Rudy Moreno, Willie Barsena, and Carlos Oscar, and all these guys. And then I go, hey, what's up, man? Are you the new door guy? 
<laughs> you asked Jamie Masada. Yes. He was a new tour guy. And you know what his answer was? What did he say? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I go, oh, hey, man. Johnny Sa-. And you know what I said to Jamie? What I go, I'm say? Johnny Sanchez, man. I'm one of the regulars here. You're going to be seeing me here a lot. Oh, and- you fucking conceited asshole, man. <laughs> I, wasn't I see even people a- acting like that in the lobby. I wasn't even a paid regular yet. Yeah. But I'm telling this guy who is the owner of the Loud Factory. Who you think that is the I'm door a, guy. Who I think is just the door guy. I go, hey, yeah, you'll be seeing me here, man. I'm here like every week on Latino, <laughs> like Johnny Sanchez. And I go, hey, man, He's welcome. Like, sure, buddy. Yeah, welcome, welcome, to, buddy. welcome to the... You didn't think this is the smallest door guy I've ever seen in my well, life? he was standing... Okay, it was different. It was The lobby was configured a little bit differently. Sure. Time, but he wasn't the, at the front. He was near the, the inside door. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was standing right, like where there. he stands where, like, when he comes stands. in, and he opens the yeah. inner door, and he so he's lets just there, like, yeah, yeah, buddy, the new door yeah. guy, but new door. Well, you guy. know the other the How great, great was thing. That, that the he great didn't thing have to about, put that in my face. That's that. all, and he didn't. You know, Jamie's Jamie Jamie is surprisingly humble in ways. Like, by that. the way, I ended up doing a show there years, like jumped to like four or five years later. Yeah. Now I'm like now I'm really popping. I got a lot of heat. I'm at the store. Right. And. I went in there for something and I think I was going to be part of like a showcase or something like from, from an agency or whatever. And then somebody goes, by the way, the, the owner's here, Jamie Masada. Right. I go, Oh yeah. Where's, which, which, which they're like, he was, he was that guy there. And I went, Oh shit. And it's the that's exact the guy dude. who you thought was the door guy. I'm like, that's the guy that told me he was the door guy. And I was telling him I was a regular. So well, what a slow play. He didn't say anything. anything he didn't dude, say anything. Went by. He could have been, hey, buddy. You know what I mean? Rem- so, yeah. but anyway, just to, so here's what's weird. I did the store for years and years. And then, I, and then, but I would just say one, one point on that. You know, this is the only club that you'll go to. You know, there's a there's a famous owner with the with the Los Angeles Big Three. There's a famous owner associated with every club. Bud Freeman Improv, Mitzi Comedy Store, Four. Jamie at the Laugh Factory. Yep, the this is three. the only club uh, consistently now for some time that you come in and you can still see the owner there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like he was watching the comics, just like like Jamie's love for comedy hasn't waned, or neither is his passion. He, in that time. you know what? That's a great point because he he would always be here, and so I, um, the comedy store for me was I had just felt like I kind of needed a a change, and I decided to showcase for Jamie. I called myself in two thousand two. And I set up a showcase. They said, yeah, he wants to see you. Even though Jamie already knew me. Right. I, he still was like, come in, do your six minutes. I did my six. He was gone by the time I was done. Right. So I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't. And then she called the next day. She, she's like, um, Jamie told me last night, you know, he loves you. You're great. You're a regular calling. And that was it. So I, that's Dude, where well, the that switch happened. such switch. a great moment. I remember when I got called back off the open mic, the owner wants to see you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And t- at first I heard my name a little bit, like in the back as you're sitting there in the, in the open mic crowd. Yeah. And Jamie's back. There, Sean, Sean, Sean. You know what I mean? Now he calls me Sean Shushi. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> Every, well, he called me Jimmy Sanchez for the longest time. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Sanchez. Sanchez, buddy. I love this Jimmy Sanchez but, guy, buddy. Yeah, yeah. But just to get called and be like, "Yo, come, we want to work with you and develop you." It was like I just remember walking out down the street towards my sister's house and just like fist pumping. You know what I mean? Like the most jacked up I've ever been. It was like I, such I a need great to moment. find my. Um, because I have them on all, uh, I've kept my calendars. 
since probably around 90, around 94, almost when I started, around 94 right, or so. Right, right. Um, so there's a cat, I, I got, they're in storage, but uh, I want to go find the two. I want to find when I wrote down, because I remember writing down my showcases for Mitzi, and then I remember it was September. Yeah. I don't remember the date. But I remember I wrote on my calendar, I'm a paid regular. <laughs> and then the same thing with Jamie. I was like, got past. Send us the, pictures of that. We'll, we'll put a I little. I got to find we'll, that. Send us that and we'll put up that along with a picture of Preet Bharara on the Instagram so that people can see. When was, when was the first time you lost or when was the first time you were on stage? That was at the L.A. Cabaret in the, at the open minutes, mic. How many minutes did you that do? That was five. When, was, when did you lose your virginity? Like uh, what year? What age? What year? What age? Uh, I was right in between four. It's like fourteen. Damn, you Mexican and black guys always get that shit in quick, man. And how long? How long was that? <laughs> how much stage time did you get there? Oh, dude, that wasn't even like. I mean, it was really didn't know what we were doing. So <laughs> it's awful. What was more? What was more awkward in the experience? You, you Mexicans and black. <laughs> Dude, it's true though, man. Mexican dudes and black dudes will lose their virginity th- 13, 14. I, I did some work down in Haiti. My dude, Isaiah, to this day, he stands by the fact that he lost his virginity at nine or 10 years old. Oh I was like, I was like, Isaiah, you were sexually molested. No, he's, that's like, he's like, no. It's like, no. He's no. Like 15, 15 year old babysitter. He goes, no, I wanted to. I was like, okay. 15 year old babysitter. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting too, though? That it, it was a weird era dude that was in the, it's the 80s because we got a big gap there we got about a sure. 12 15 year gap sure. at least so i mean you know it was girls were just experiment very experimental at that oh uh, not we're the world is having less sex now than ever before it's like right it's like you, children yeah. of men but here is johnny sanchez on oh, the laugh factory stage but here's the thing. It's almost like, all right, so they have that one, all right? That's cool. Good good for the brothers. Good for the They get this one, all right? And that's cool. But you know what? For every positive, there's a negative, okay? Now look at this. All right, brothers got big PBs, but if you ever notice, they have tiny ankles. You ever notice that shit? <laughs> this, is, this, is what, this is how thick brothers' ankles are, just like that right there. That's how thick they are, I just like that. Mike. Stand. Stand. That's why they're always wearing high tops. That's why they walk the way they do. They're not pimping, they're limping. That shit hurts. <laughs> it's too much weight. The booty, the ding-dong, like, ah, shit. Gosh, damn. Shit, hold up, motherfucker. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Shit, my ankle's hurting like a motherfucker. It's damn. Oh, fucker. I love the sidewards of that video. You look like a fucking Linkin Park fan or something. What Dude, is... oh, did I have the burns on that one? <laughs> Some oh. massive, the like Elvis chops. burns. The oh, yeah, pork chops. chops. Yeah. Those aren't even burns. Yeah. So then, how did you find your way to Mad TV? Then, oh, how did you find your way to Mad TV? Um, you know, I had stopped auditioning for Mad TV. I had I had gone out for that show for like six years in a row, and I was like, I can't do it anymore, man. They just they're not into me. So another four, four or five years went by and. Every year, my age, you sure you don't want to go in for it? I was like, nah. And then, and then Bobby Lee contacted me. Right. And Bobby's like, hey, man, um, they're looking for a Latin guy. They want a Latino dude. And I was like, man, Bobby, I don't, you know. And he goes, just put something together, but you have to do impressions. And I'm like, I'm not an impressionist. I do characters. He goes, you can do your characters, but you've got to come up with four or five impressions. Right. So 
I thought about it. And this it. was kind of around the heyday of Mad TV too, right? Well, no, no, no. This was to, this was actually getting towards because I did the last two seasons. Oh, okay. So it was already a little. The numbers weren't as high as they used to be, but they were still competitive, sure. and competing with SNL. So I ended up. I said, you know what, man? I'm, I'm always coming up with excuses. I'll just I'll come in with my characters and I'll just do impressions, whatever I can come up with. Which is where I ended up writing a um, a bit called. Star Truck that the the next generation, which was it was a taco <laughs> truck that was in uh, that was in Spain. It was the, it's the only That's all funny. Latino sci-fi. Yeah. Cast. Y- by the way, Yanni is the most punny motherfucker I know. He's the greatest originator of puns on this earth. Until <laughs> until of the pun. <laughs> <laughs> pun DMC. I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says Pun DMC. You should. It's gonna look just like their shirt. Yeah. How great would that? Because people would, people would have to take a. They have to do a double take. They would have to. They'd be like, run. Di- you got merch, bro. You got merch now. You don't sell any merch though, do you? I think. Bobby I think, Lee. I think and you're. I, I think you're philosophically against it, which I think I'm, I'm I am too. I'm sort of against it. Uh, Bobby Lee has never did it. He's yeah. always hated it. I don't feel it. right about it. But, I mean, it's like, I get it. It's I get, I get. Now, listen. It's not even about making money, though. Like, it's, some some comics are like, hey, it gets my name out there. I'm like, well, then just hand them a bumper sticker or right. a refrigerator magnet. Right. And they'll they'll know who you are, and you don't have to make any money after they paid. But No, it's, it's, extra, it's, it's about the extra cash. It's extra but, cash. So you're, I would say, some people really like that stuff, to be honest you're, with you. I mean, you still go viral from your time on Mad TV. The it little, still goes. The little, the little, little Joker. The Joker comes back around every couple of months, dude. It's the craziest thing. I actually think I'm going to play some little joker for you right now. I actually Let think me, you should try to bring this character back. I do every now and then. No, no, like in like a little like maybe make a pilot type thing or something. But here's 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 little joker. To close out an account. Not even man, we're headed by the bank, eh? You are planning to own and operate this bank. Nah, fool, not the bank, the building. We're going to open up Lil Joker's custom auto paint upholstering taqueria. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Oh, check it out, eh? We're going to have a taco stand over there, all kinds of crazy rugs over there, and behind the tree back there, a tunnel to Mexico for special packages, eh? No, I know. I don't smuggle no drugs, eh? Just my family relatives and stuff. I can't even stand it right here. What's up? Lil Joker, this is no joke. These are serious times, and people are seriously concerned about this nation entering into a depression. All right, okay, all right, you're right, eh? But you know what? What? I think our nation is already in a depression, eh? Okay, you do, and why is that? Raider Nation, eh? It's depressing, oh! Raider Nation. Raider, Raider Nation. Raider. Well, that is one true life thing Johnny Sanchez and Little Joker have in common. You guys are both Raider fans, right? You grew Raider up a big fans. Raider fan up there, right? Yes. My, now you gotta, are you as depressed as Little Joker is in that clip? Because you guys had a shit year with the highest expectations. That's what was worse. The year before yeah. was so great. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. Then he gets hurt. Car gets hurt. I mean... Uh, we're on to the playoffs. And well, that, I think that car injury was really devastating. It changed oh, the – you know what it reminded me of on a smaller scale? Remember when the Cincinnati Bengals with Ocho Cinco were getting their shit together? Yeah. And it was the first year they were there. And they were like, you know, 12 and 4, 13 mm-hmm. and 3. And Carson Palmer tore like the shit out of yep. his ACL, MCL, every CL. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? That he had. Yeah. And, and that, that franchise was never the same after that. They were trying to look like a young Colts situation like Peyton Manning. Yeah. And, you know, you saw the same thing. 
like uh, that year where Carr got hurt, they looked like the only legitimate team that was going to be able to challenge the Patriots. Patriots, yeah, yeah. And we could have potentially had home field advantage. And you it, lost out on all of that. All and who's that. that cock knocker that you ended up starting that year? Who was that backup quarterback? Oh. I don't even remember who that fool was. We're going to go through a little AFC uh, West preview here. Oh, man. It's gonna, uh, it's, I think it... I think that AFC West is going to be the Chiefs. It's 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 it's, well, wait, it's who, the, who are the Chiefs going to have now as a quarterback? It is the AFC West is because um, you know the Chargers Vegas, are going to be playing. They're going to be in it. Vegas grades it as as the strongest division in football this year. Every team you could argue has a legitimate shot. Even if more than want, the AFC East with the with the, with the Ravens they, and. That's the AFC North. Oh, but, North, yeah, yeah, North. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Even yeah, more yeah. so, the the the. The Ravens are kind of having a down year. Then you have the Browns, and then you have you know the oh, Steelers yeah. and stuff. But the Raiders are the AFC West. You have the Raiders, yep. legit, who are, are potentially legit. We'll, we'll get into the Raiders here in a second. Uh-huh. And then you have the Chargers and Chiefs, which people think are the class of of the division. And then you have the the team that's dominated it really for the past seven to ten years, which is the Broncos. But what's going on with the Raiders is they have Gruden in now. Mm-hmm. And Gruden is taking a very very anti-modern approach. This is from Bleacher Report. The title of the article is What the Hell are John Gruden and the NFL Raiders doing right now? They signed 14 players this offseason over the age of 30. And here's what they say. We had a nice little laugh when John Gruden talked about bringing football back to 1998. The new head coach of the Oakland Raiders made that comment during his NFL scouting combine press conference. He seemed nostalgic for simpler times while referencing the year. What does he think this is? The presidential election? (laughs) Referencing the year when his first stint as the Raiders sideline boss began. Um... The Raiders made a series of moves Thursday that came straight from Gruden's uh, 2008 blueprint or worse, 1998. Add them up and all that's left is a dark uh, cloud of confusion of the all the old players they added. Doug Martin, old running back. Uh, Jordy Nelson, old receiver. Martavis oh, Bryant, Jordy, yeah, Jordy Nelson, head case. Um he drafted uh, lineman and Colton Miller, who is largely viewed as a project and and potentially a second or third round pick. Drafted him in the first round. But yeah, Gruden wants to bring football back to 1998. If he said that, mission accomplished. What do you say, Johnny? Agree or disagree? You're putting up your rings. You're putting up your hands, fingers like there's rings on them or something. Uh, no, that's minutes. Oh, that's minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be fun. I, I should have just stuck with 10 rings, buddy. We're wait, getting wait. 10. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. 10 um, rings. So, uh, you know, that actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even know that there with the other, these 14 players, um, you know, you know, even when he let, uh, what's his name go King, uh, and and he, he cut, he cut the very popular puncher just because he didn't think he fit into the culture because he celebrated too much. It's kind of a, it's just kind of weird, man, because that guy is good. Yeah. Um, you know, is it really his celebrating as a distraction? I know there's some penalties that he would get here and there, but well, I think that's kind of where the confusion is in uh in kind of their in in cutting him and in a lot of the culture moves that they're making is it doesn't make a lot of sense other than Gruden just wants the, it the Gruden the way. The Gruden way. Yeah. Well, listen, man, they they he hasn't had anything to go off of in so long. We it's not like we can say, well, this is what he did with the uh, Jets two years ago, yeah, or blah blah blah, and they and it worked out great. There's such a gap there, man. Nobody knows. 
This is so the other. And then, you know, the move to Vegas and all this, dude. But let's focus on this Ve- year. Vegas has their uh, has them at seven wins this year. Are you taking the over or under oh, on seven wins? Man. You know what? That might be an accurate call because of how good the, the division is. It's a great division. So I'm telling you, what's his name knows he's only got a year or two left. Uh, quarter, uh, what's his name from the Chargers quarterback? Um, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. He did great last year. He's, you know, his that that window of opportunity is like this for him. Man. So he's going to come so hard. You're, 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 you're taking it right at the seven, it sounds like. I think we're going to go. I don't know. I'd like to take a look at the schedule. I should take a look at the schedule. But, right. Um, well, you know what kind I'll of go. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm dude, actually going to go. Go the, eight I, and eight. I, I'm going to go over for the first year. I actually think they may overachieve because I find with guys like Gruden, they come in and that culture change, that shock can actually yep. aid something. But it's a temporary. It's a temporary enlightenment. It's a temporary yeah. attainment. Sure. And the teams end up regressing or sliding even more. Yeah. What I was worried about when they signed 33-year-old Doug Martin is that we were going to lose Marshawn Lynch because I love Marshawn Lynch being in the league. But they didn't end up cutting him, which I'm so happy so that we can have more moments like this. Want to know, you coming back next year? Is your bitch coming back? No, I don't know nothing about nothing. You know something about everything. What's happening? What's happening? What's up? Where the people at? Big dog. They're right Big dog. there. What's up, man? Shit, I'm cool. And what's happening? <laughs> you can't say that on TV, no, bro. They you can't say I that. Couldn't, but shit, y'all the ones told me to Dog, come over you, here. You can't. Y'all knew what you time gotta stop. Oh. Want to know? You coming back next year? <laughs> Is your bitch coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, is your bitch know, coming man. back? I actually was okay with him not coming back. I love Marshawn. He didn't Lynch. do a lot of. He didn't do a I lot. Don't care. Of, he did cool things on the sidelines. He was very entertaining. He was the best uh, part of your season last year. He was I more mean, entertaining than what's going on the field. I can't. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Whatever some, you guys do on the field. Good dude yeah. out of college, man. That's just, just hungry. Just don't fuck with Raiders fans in parking lots. That's one thing you don't do. They wear pads I to mean, games. Yeah. Know? What's uh, What's worse? Is it? I mean, I, Raider fans are not as bad as Philly fans. I don't know. I've not, I don't, don't really I, know Philly fans because you that know much. what, dude. I went to that Raider. I went to that Raider game. Um, not not this sliding not this last season, but the season before when, when that Monday night game against the Broncos. I think it was. Right. We needed to win, and um, you know the atmosphere was great. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I I think it, well, Oakland's changed a lot. Yeah, too. Yeah, it's changed. Oakland as a city has changed, but I also hate how they're moving to Vegas. Like, I hate that, man. Like, I, it, it fits, like, their moniker, but Oakland is who the fuck the Raiders are. Now, you know there's two there's two separate Raider fans. There's the, the Oakland. L.A. LA Raider yeah, fans. So the L.A. Raider, LA Raider fans, fans are a different fucking total breed of different cat. breed. That's like Little Joker. You know what I mean? Little Joker would be an L.A. Raider yeah, fan. Yeah. Uh, my Ruben, we know my boy Ruben Paul. Right. He didn't become a Raider fan until they, they had come to L.A. So the, the Raider fans. The great the, Ruben the, Paul. The great Ruben Paul. Which we have a project going on with Ruben. Maybe we can we'll well we'll talk about it in the future. Okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna okay. say anything now. Um this is why the the uh LA Raider, the the fans that became Raider fans when they were in Los Angeles, they're okay with this move because in their mind it's like it's a closer drive. I don't have to drive all the way to Oakland, where the rest of us who grew up Which is with such an L.A. mindset. I fucking hate right? L.A. fans. Like, that is the biggest L.A. fan mindset I've ever heard. Totally. Also, you go to the Laker games, nobody shows up until the second quarter, even if they show up. It's oh dumb. God. Clippers fans the are way, better than Lakers these, fans. I'll these are that. probably the same fans when 
I went to a couple games in L.A. to go see the Raiders. Same thing. Nobody was there till oh, the second quarter. Went, Everybody left at the third quarter. I went to the Rams' first game. They played the Colts. There was barely anybody there. And the Coliseum, beautiful place to watch a game, though. Yeah, but uh, but so we both have them. I have them on the over. You have them on the over 8-8. Eight and, eight. Eight and eight. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, though. But moving on to Kansas City, I'm glad you brought up the question of their quarterback. Yeah, who's... Dude, Alex. So they got rid of Alex yeah. Smith, and they brought in this new kid, Patrick Mahomes, who apparently Andy... Reed really believes in like he's already acting like he's a seven-year veteran from ESPN Patrick Mahomes social calendar was full during May in town he was spotted at a Jason Aldean concert throwing out the first pitch at a Royals game and wore jorts and a sleeveless baseball jersey <laughs> to a jorts? NASCAR race something tells me Patrick Mahomes is not a fan of Jason Aldean and NASCAR <laughs> you know what I mean how do you spell his name Patrick Mahomes which is how I think what you say it. What is that? What is that? Maho- that's a. That sounds like an. I don't know, but they really Mahomes. believe in him. You know what I mean? Uh, they have. See, he'd be perfect to play for the Raiders. He's a, he's a big arm quarterback. Uh, from what you hear in camp, he's got all the tools. But I think a lot of people are really wait and see on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Where, where's he from? Where's he? He went to, to. I think he went to Texas Tech. But he's not a. He's not a rookie. Uh-huh. Right, he's he was a rookie last year. They okay. traded up. They traded a bunch of draft capital to move up and get Mahomes, uh, so that he could one day be the starter. And that one day was only one year later. He went to Texas Tech. But what's interesting, okay. the same thing happened to Alex Smith. Remember, Alex Smith had a lot of success. San Francisco brought that franchise along. Ten and six, eleven five, making the playoffs. Jilted lover, get him up the fuck out of there for Kaepernick. Now, yeah. same thing with the Chiefs. Where the fuck were the Chiefs, bro? They were nowhere. Yeah. Alex Smith, a game manager, consistent quarterback, no turnovers, gets them to a regular 10 and 6, first place last year, the only playoff team from the AFC West. Yeah. What do they do? They kick his ass out for Patrick Mahomes, you know? So, so do you think you can win with Alex Smith? Is that a quarterback you can win with? Know, or do you I'm think Kansas City is taking the right gamble? Because where where, Smith went where? Now he's in the Redskins. That's right. Yeah. Oh, which. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Right, which is another shit franchise. I just don't know if if Smith is that guy that... He just doesn't come off like a leader to me. He's like a gay manager. Trent, remember when Trent Dilfer... (laughs) Wait, a what manager? A gay manager. (laughs) Meaning he's not going to do spectacular things, but he's not going to turn the ball over as well. You know what I mean? He's just going to come in, manage a game, check down to the right... manager. No, he manages the game in game. Dude, manager. I thought you were saying gay manager at first. <laughs> and I was like, really? And then you kept saying it again. And Yo, you're like, oh, I will. Gay th- if there if there are any gay managers out there, I don't care about Dude, your particular you sexuality. Manager. I go. Why would you be equating any of this to like a gay manager? <laughs> no, no, no. A game. That's manager. why I said. Or maybe you said gate, and then you're like, yeah. no game. Oh, game manager. Yeah, yeah. Game manager. I got it. Yeah. Um. I don't know, dude. It'll be interesting to see what, what how what's his name does at Denver, though, from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You There's know. a lot of interesting quarterback questions. I think I think uh, Keenum is the other interesting question. Mahomes is just a complete wild card because really? we don't know where he is. That's why, uh, ladies and gents, I think you can get some good gambling action here. They have the Chiefs at eight and a half wins. Yes, they lost Marcus Peters, and yes, they have a ridiculously uh, light secondary, but they will get Eric uh, Barry back, who's kind of the glue of that defense. And I think from what you're hearing, you can kind of read the tea leaves from what you're hearing out of camps. And one point I'm hearing about this kid is pretty good. 
You know, Mahomes. Mahomes. I think I think these guys are actually my choice over the darling pick right now, the Chargers to win the division. So they have eight and a half wins. I actually think they're going to be an eleven win team. What do you Mm. think? Are you going over and under on the eight and a half wins? Oh, 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 on eight and a half. (laughs) You know what? Um, I just I don't know. I I think I have to go under on that one. You're going under just because we don't know. How what's going to happen with this guy? With the very well, rookie QBs have had I, no, recent success in I their know. first years. Yeah. They've almost had. There's a funny thing going on in the NFL right now with rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. They're coming out, and it goes back to Kaepernick. They're coming out in their first years, first year and a half, two years, and being fantastic, yeah. coming out Dak and killing. Prescott, yeah, and and then something happens where the defenses adjust. They just and adjust. you're seeing those sophomore years, kind of like the sophomore album sales, uh-huh. aren't the same as the rookie successes, yeah. where it always used to be inverted in that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and a lot of that is in the NFL, you can't practice as much as you used to due to new union rules and fear of concussions. They don't have the same practice time with the teams as much as they used to. So that may be a contributing factor as well. One guy who has had a lot of practice time with his team is Phillip Rivers and the Los Angeles Chargers, who many call the draft's luckiest team. They got a top 10 player in Derwin James, their safety, who's going to plug right in there. Um they also signed Mike Pouncey, so hopefully they can fix that kind of uh, line they got over there, which has been very inconsistent. And they got a kicker. They got a kicker. Oh, they needed a kicker. Which costed them so much last year. But you brought up Phillip Rivers. I mean, this is the most – you've watched this division, okay? Yeah. This is the most bipolar fucking team I've ever seen. Yeah. They open 2-5, and 2-6 yeah. every year, and then somehow they win like seven or eight games in a row. In a row. Yeah. What is your experience and, as a Raiders fan watching this division? Like, what's your take on the Chargers and Philip Rivers' career as a whole? He, um, especially with him, you know, he he's one of those frustrating guys that always always comes back on some games on us or not. You know, in the past, it's just beat us when we needed a win. And but I agree, man. You think they're going to do horrible? They start off bad, two and six. Everybody buries them. And then there's just this, this, this turnaround, and they yeah. just go seven, eight games straight. It's unbelievable. It really is. I almost like there were some years in in past where they started off fire, where they start off five or six and zero, oh, and then they petered out, which Dude. was always what I loved. They're but, like that bipolar girl I dated in college. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why am I doing this? Then you get a little drunk, and you're like, oh, I know exactly, exactly why I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, by the way, I know this is this will never ever happen, but you know how we all love a, se- a good series finals, right? Yeah. From yeah. the World Series to yeah. the NBA Finals, okay, to a lot of other um, sports out there, hockey. You know the the. Uh, I I know I'm probably the only person that wants this. What do you mean? But I want. I would love a best of three Super Bowl series. I actually. I think that would be pretty stellar. I think that would be great. Dude, I would be down for that. Their nerves are so jacked on and that first game. It's just so random one shot. One like, shot? In basketball, the thing about it is the best team always wins because you have a seven games. Seven the best games. team, which is also why there's less upsets and maybe it's not as exciting sometimes. Yeah. So maybe there's something in a single game. You know, I... I, basketball is my favorite sport, but I actually, if this makes sense, I enjoy watching football the most. You know, because yeah, it's, it's the most strategic. It's like yeah. somebody said, it's a chessboard that resets sure. itself. And if you kind of understand what's going on with the coverages and the way the offenses and defenses are matching up with the way the safeties are lining up with the receivers in the secondary, yeah, it's incredibly it's a, fucking uh, interesting. Unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is the most interesting game. Yeah. But I also, if I, from a financial standpoint, 
going forward, if I were to own one franchise, I would so much rather own an NBA franchise. I think the NFL is going to go kind of through what baseball went through mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s, and you're going to see a large decline. You don't have the youth sports there anymore because of the fear of the concussions. Yeah, it's... it's and, and, and that's going to continue to be a thing. And yeah. I think the league is almost bloated. And I'm not even to comment on the political stuff going on now, but I don't think going forward, I mean, there's still a money beast. But 25 years from now, I would much rather own, yeah. you know the Charlotte Hornets than maybe even the Carolina Panthers. Well, you, you know, know um, I always thought, well, what, cause some people go, wait, dude, then the season goes too long. I was like, no, you go, you, you get rid of two of the of preseason games and you go back to a 14 game season rather than 16. Goodell wants an 18 game season. Oh, this is ridiculous. These he wants to get rid of, he handle. wants to get rid of two preseasons and then, and then which they charge full price for, by the way, and then add two regular season games. How fucking insane is That's that? Really if you do insane. the math on an NFL lineman who's in the league until he's 35 or 37 or like Bruce Matthews, I did the math one day. I don't remember, but it's something like even in practice when they're jarring each other, those hits the, also shake the brain. You're talking about yeah. like 20,000, 25,000, Hits to the yeah. body. No wonder these guys are going crazy and acting out in these violent ways because the violent is, violence is put yeah. in them. And then, you know, that also goes to uh, a, a, a debate I have sometimes with um, the MMA fighters and, the, and boxers. The difference is... Uh, oh, boxing... Is, uh, UFC is actually safer than boxing. Way safer. Yeah. Thank you. Which is counterintuitive, but it is. Yeah, because they, people don't realize when they're practicing, they're not going full out with each other. Right. When boxers spar... They, it doesn't matter that they have their headgear on. Their head is getting hit. Absolutely. And let me tell you from somebody who – I know I only boxed as a kid, but it was still six years. And let me tell you something. You have your rivalries amongst the team. Sure. And you're going full out sometimes in the Oh, sparring. absolutely. So and I, I covered whole, boxing in my journalism days, and okay. I did a little boxing. But, you know, you come back before a big fight, and we'll go into a whole, whole we'll boxing like a thing. We'll do a whole history thing. But, yeah. but on, on that point – the reason what people also don't realize is those pads on boxers' hands aren't to protect the other guy's head. It's to protect the boxer's hands. Okay? And they practically so, have a cast on, by the way. Exactly. So if you're getting knocked out or hit in UFC, that's one hot shot and you're done. In boxing, you're up on your feet, the rounds are longer, and you're taking repeated blows to the head, which accumulate in a much more yeah. egregious fashion yes. than in UFC. Yes. But anyways, back to Philip Rivers. Yeah. Do you think Philip Rivers has a chance to win a Super Bowl ring, or is he going to be one of those Marine? I think he's a Hall of Famer, one of the great he's quarterbacks be a Hall of, Famer. of his generation. Do you? Think I don't he's, think he's going to get one. I don't think so either. He's also one of the great doofuses <laughs> in NFL history, dude. Like just, such a fucking doofus. Yeah. Like that's the word that comes to mind. Like just look at me and my brother actually call him. You may not. We call him Captain Ginyu because he reminds us of Captain Ginyu from Dragon Ball Z because he's such a fucking whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> so Philip Rivers is like super super right wing Christian, and he uh, there's like this big Jesus meeting with like twenty thirty thousand kids, and he gets on the whole like big monitor. And he has this video that he's produced called The Gift of Virginity. So this is Philip oh Rivers. God. This is Philip Rivers oh. lecturing on The Gift of Virginity. <laughs> Titles, The Gift of Virginity. The way I see it is you'd, you'd hope your wife's an amateur as well. You know, I mean, you hope, I mean. I don't want <laughs> You hope oh, your wife is a regular. Adam. Well, yo, no, I don't wants- know if your wife is a regular, Phil. She may have been hanging out with the basketball team after games. Are you okay with that? Can you handle that, Phil? 
<laughs> he wants an amateur. He wants an amateur. He wants rookie. Hopefully your wife's an amateur. That's what made it, makes it so great is that it, it's the first for both of you. And, and that's why, it, to, to me, it is, there's no, it couldn't be any better. You know, however it plays out, because it is. It couldn't be any better because you don't know any better. <laughs> you don't know any better. Yeah. Virginal sex is the worst, man. Yeah, Even with somebody who is a virgin, it's terrible. It, yeah. Yeah. It is brand new in the way it should be for all of us. And, and Right, Tommy? I can't wait till you get laid, buddy. You know what I mean? And now that I have daughters, I don't look at it any different way, but it, it, it even adds to it, you know. You know, I've heard the analogy, you know, we're, we're, you know, your future wife, you know, how is a guy treating her right now that you've never met? Or how, you know, what is she doing right now? And, He's and probably I, blasting on her fucking face, Phil. And I think <laughs> that's the thing to remember now that I have a daughter, you know, what, how am I going to teach her, you know, as she's growing Her <laughs> face is probably getting blasted on right now, Phil. Be pure in, in her relationships. And it's, uh. It's the greatest gift you can give your wife and vice versa. Fuck that. Give me a real quarterback like Peyton Manning who rents the top hotel floor at the Hotel Conrad and takes all his dime side pieces over there. That's a real fucking quarterback. <laughs> Not this shit. God damn it. Uh, they're at nine wins. You got them over or under for Vegas. Would you tell our fanatics listeners, would you bet over or under on the nine wins? Nine wins, huh? I never trust this team. I never fucking trust are, this team. They are so unpredictable. Too man. unpredictable, man. You know what? I'm not even going and over or a, under. I'm going nine. Right on. I'm going right, right on, too. Yeah, and they play in a fucking soccer stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, and and our, then what's, what's, the, what's the call for the Broncos? Broncos, our last team, they finished 5-11, and 11, fourth in the division, and I'm glad we brought up the Denver Broncos. I have a lot to say about the Denver Broncos, or at least something to say about the Denver Broncos. But key additions in the offseason, they brought in Case Keenum, which is the biggest one, and your boy Marquette King also yeah. went to the Broncos. Yeah. They lost C.J. Anderson. Their biggest addition is going to be Bradley Chubb. You know, Bradley Chubb was the fifth pick in the draft, and he may end up being the best pick in the draft. Uh, the best defensive lineman. Some compared him to Miles Garrett, who was the number one pick last year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see in terms of what go, what happens going forward. But I think if Chubb can give them back that defense and that pass rush that they had in those Super Bowl years, right. this is a team that could be a lot better than people think. Yeah, I'm going to go over five and eleven. Five and eleven. That's who they are last year. Vegas has them at seven wins this year, actually. Yeah, that yeah. sounds a little more. Yeah. Yeah. But you, so, so you have them at you you had them about seven. I think I think they're going to be maybe a, a seven sounds good. I think seven, the yeah. thing is Vegas is usually on the money. Yeah. They're more right than they aren't. But you know my thing about let me get something off my chest here about okay. about the Denver Broncos. Okay, <laughs> they have not been shit since my boy Peyton Manning played for them. Okay, and I know Peyton got a lot of shit for his last year that he wasn't that great of a quarterback. This or that. Yeah, that his right. analytics weren't that good. But you want to talk – this is my whole thing in bringing up analytics. Football does not fit into an analytics box like other sports. One, it's not symmetrical. Basketball is, is symmetrical. Soccer is symmetrical, meaning st statistics will reflect what's going on in the field better than an incongruent and ugly game like football, okay? But so let's say Peyton Manning was shit that last year. He built that culture. 
I don't know if you remember what what they were before, but he built a culture which allowed John Elway to build a team around him in the first place. And it's no coincidence that they've been seven and nine, five and eleven shit since then. Um, everyone forgets in that playoff run, he threw two TDs in the second quarter to kind of put away the Pats and to put that game kind of out of reach mm-hmm. a little bit where right. they could the play AFC, defense. The AFC Championship game? Yeah, yeah. exactly, and the, and the year that they won. Yeah. He didn't have the greatest Super Bowl, but let's also remember uh, Osweiler was in 14 or 15 against the Chargers. They were losing that game, which meant they would have lost home field advantage and maybe lost out of the playoffs. Peyton came back in, mm-hmm. and they turned it around. They did turn it around. Right but what bugs me about this most is Denver fans do not appreciate what Peyton did for them. I was at a bar and the bartender goes, yeah, yeah, he should thank Kubiak for that. Kubiak is the biggest fucking bum I've ever seen in my life. Peyton Manning takes bums to the Super Bowl. Tony Dungy, <laughs> bum. Fucking Jim Caldwell, bum. John Fox, bum. Gary Kubiak, we used to beat his ass on the Texans every year. Freaking bum. And then you know what the official Denver Broncos Twitter account uh, tweets out next year? They're like, oh, our quarterback play, this paraphrasing, wasn't that great last year. Like, they took shots. It was only, and then they put the statistics, and they're like, all we had to do is replace that. Guess what? The next year with Trevor Simeon or yeah. whatever, and thing, the numbers were better, and they were still shit yeah, yeah. with the same yeah. defense. But that's because, you know, when you have a game manager, a game manager like Peyton Manning, he knows how to set the team up in certain spots, even if his fucking arm isn't there. Plus, Peyton... Well, they the defenses knew he could he could make something happen at any moment. At any moment, you, right? You, they know they know he's a Hall of Famer, and right. it's yeah. Then you bring in somebody who. By the way, where where did Osweiler go? Oh, he's still on. He's on the Broncos right now. He's still on the Broncos. He, he was playing splitting time with Simeon last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Plus, Peyton can do this, that. which is great. Realize that I am. Oh, this is from. Uh, this is from. Let me set this up real quick. This is from. Uh, the Rob Lowe roast. I think Peyton had the best burn of the night, personally. All right. I just realized that I am not the only athlete up here tonight. As you all know, earlier this year, Ann Coulter won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So and it's clean. It's clean, baby. And it's clean. It's clean. Got to remember that. Didn't go Didn't go dirty. Didn't have to get filthy. Yeah, yeah. Clean joke, man. Yeah. And it's another clean but good horse. Do you remember the old horse? You want to hear a dirty joke? Tell me. Horse fell in the mud. Remember that old? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Those are like, those are like sure. good dad jokes, but that's up there. But it's even yeah. better because of the. So who do you have as the winner of the AFC West next year? I mean, look. Of course, I, I, I you know, yeah, I, I wish, I could, saying, what, 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 I wish what, I could say the Raiders. But you're but going to Vegas and you're putting money on it. What are you saying? I think it's yeah, got to be the Chargers, Chargers. Or the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. I think Mahomes is going to play well, man. I'll, I'll say Chargers, but I'm hoping for that surprise year, first year with Gruden, that yeah. something, you know, happens. It, he sparks, he sparks him. But other than that, Chiefs. I mean, you know, what's his name's a good coach, man. Um, Andy Reid. I mean, he he knows how to coach. He looks like a fucking walrus. All he needs is tusks. <laughs> he does. You know what I mean? Like you know how walrus even have those little no, mustaches. No, they got the mustache. <laughs> um Damn, yeah. that's a good question, dude. It is. It's going to be Chargers or Chiefs, I think. Yeah, but but if but you I say think, Chiefs, I think Gruden will be fired out of there in 2 years also is my prediction. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, uh, um I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chargers. You're gonna say Chargers. Say, we'll see what happens. Okay, great. Um, okay, Even though I and don't then want Tommy, it. Yeah. Tommy came through. Here's that uh, 
Jimmy Kimmel. I actually think this is funny. This is one of the instances where this, like, it's not actually blackface in a you know negative way. Yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong. I just remember watching it as a kid, thinking it's funny. But here's here's a uh, Jimmy Kimmel and that Carl Malone thing. So this is a segment is Carl Malone on Aliens from the Man Show, and it's Jimmy Kimmel in a Utah Jams wow. jersey, and Never not only this. blackface, full black body. Sometime at night, Carl Malone look up in sky and say, "What the hell?" Okay, that's pretty bad. It's a lot worse than I remember. What's <laughs> going on up there? The UFO live on other planet, phoning home like ET. Come along, read on TV about white people getting deducted by aliens, sticking all kind of hell up their butt. And that's a damn thing. Now, Carmelo never seen no flying saucer himself, but if he do, that's going to be a spooky time. That's why Carmelo say government got to step up and give 102% to keeping them little green men off this here earth. Because the day them dudes stick something up Carmelo butt, that's going to, well, that ain't going to be no good time for nobody. Especially Carl Malone butt. Listen up, E.T. You better stay the hell back. Nanu, nanu. Until next time, this year, Carl Malone. Dude, the things you could do Damn, back that, in the day, man. What year was that? It was the man show, early 2000s, oh, late 90s. Oh, the man show. Like, who the fuck was he? Dread Scott? Dude, like, who the hell they, was he trying to be? Who did the makeup on that arms and I the legs and everything? No, oh, man. Oh, it was spray painted. I don't they, know. They do that body. It was body paint. Body painted. Okay, so we have the Cavs and... Uh, the jazz or the Cavs and the Jazz, the Cavs and the Warriors, the Cavs and the Jams tonight. Cavs Warriors, quick take. What's your call tonight? Who's this? Win? Is the one Cavs win? Cavs win tonight. Cavs win tonight. Can, Cavs win tonight. I think Cavs are going to lose for sure. Okay, guys, tonight they're going to lose for All sure. Right, we'll see what happens, guys. Make sure you follow us on at Fanatics Pod. Uh, follow Johnny Sanchez. Where, where they can, where, where can they find you, Johnny? Uh, at uh, Johnny Sanchez Comic. Johnny Sanchez, me follow me at, at Sean, S-H-A-A-N dot Joshi. Guys, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, rate it, screenshot, email us a screenshot. You can win 50 bucks on iTunes for doing very little. And uh, in the last game, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the Warriors fans trolled J.R. Smith perfectly. Dude. They trolled him perfectly when he was on the free throw line. I've never seen an opposing team sarcastically give another player MVP chance. <laughs> yeah. When he, when they introduced, you mean when they introduced yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Oh, and also and, on the free throw oh, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, so we're going to play you out to J.R. Smith getting MVP chance from the Golden State Warrior and not the Utah Jams crowd. That creates the best quality shots. Hearing some MVP chants from the Warriors fans. And, of course, he missed the free throws. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, you guys. Right, we'll see you man. again next week. Thank you for coming Thanks, in, brother. Johnny. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.